Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano. Hey, listen, I've got something for you today. I just want to share it with you because I think that it's an interview that I did that I think all of you will get a lot of good guidance from, some inspiration from, some motivation from. Just a quick snapshot on what it was. I met this gentleman that I'm going to be interviewing here on this live. His name is Garrett, and he'd been through a lot. He'd been through a lot in his life. He went through all kinds of different stuff. He started off uh, trying to become sober, and after he became sober, he lost his business. They had some really, really big things that happened with his business and his life in general, overcame adversity on the rebound now and makes beautiful wood products that is out there. And I've met him and I've, I've been a, a, a really good fan and a big fan of this individual for a while. And he's been a big supporter of mine as well with the podcast and everything else. So I wanted to kick it off with you guys to let you know exactly what I did and how I had this interview with him. And I really think you're going to enjoy it. So sit back. It's about an hour and a half interview. So if you got a little time to be able to chunk it out and do what you have to do to be able to listen to some of the little nuggets of inspiration and some of the things that he was able to put into play about overcoming adversity and perseverance, I think it'd be really, really key for a lot of the listeners that are out there. So enjoy the interview, and I'm going to get it started right now, and uh, we'll talk soon, guys. See ya. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano. As you know, I am Liquid Shano. My name is Shane Lakita, and I told you guys again, I told you over and over and over again, if I bring somebody in on an interview, I'm bringing people in that inspire me, people that you know, help motivate me, that give me purpose of, of, of literally watching their stories and different stuff that's going on, become friends with them, and then just hearing the things that they've overcome and the things that they do is so inspiring to me. So I told you I'd bring in some folks that are really, really cool like that, and you guys would love anything that we have going on with it. This gentleman right here with me right now, his name is Garrett. He's otherwise known as CW underscore Wood over on TikTok. I've got to, I'll put a couple of his handles right at the bottom of the page as we're doing this interview. But I wanted to share his story with you guys because I think a lot of you that have come to a point in your life where whether it's a I'm faced with really tough challenges or I'm faced with the decisions that I have to make to refocus and refire or anything you got going on. He's going to tell us a little bit about his story of where he's been and what he's been through to be able to bring him to where he is today. And I know that he and I have talked a lot on, you know, through the socials and everything else, but it's been a really good relationship. And he actually just donated some stuff to our latest charitable fund foundation thing that we were putting together. So much love to Garrett. Garrett, welcome aboard, my brother. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing real good. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I always enjoy a good chat with you. <laughs> well, what I love is what I love is I remember I remember back in the day when I, I I had this, you know, I was just starting off in TikTok and I was just kind of, you know, feeling the whole thing out. And I remember I remember seeing this guy with a sander, a sander on the thing. And, and, and he did this video where he says, you know what I do when I'm listening, when I'm when I'm doing some sanding, I listen to Liquid Shano, uh, Liquid Shano Coffee Talk uh, podcast. And I'm like. Who's this guy? Wait, wait, is what is going on right now? He had, <laughs> on, he had his sander grinder going, man. I was like, yes, dude, this is my dude, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, so I think we, that's where we started talking. And I think we moved to Clubhouse <laughs> and talked more. And then we just kind of 
now I just pop in and drop in and say, hey, and check on you. I'm one of those people. Uh, a lot of friends of mine will say that. I'll just drop in and be like, hey, how are you? Like, but not like a when you walk down the street, you know, and you say, hey, how are you? And you could say anything like burnt burritos are like, good, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really want to know how you're doing, right? right. You want to check in on your people. So, yeah, it's been fun getting to getting to know you and watching your growth and your story. I appreciate um, that, brother. It's, you know, I like watching. I want everybody around me to succeed. That's the biggest thing. That's what I love the most. I love that, man. We'll get into that too, man, because I think that that's right up my alley. That's probably why we connect so well is because I think we both have the same vision about the fact that we want to hype other people up. We want to lift other people, individuals. We want to see people succeed and those kind of things. So with all that being said, now let's get right into the meat and potatoes of everything here. I <laughs> promised these folks that, that that they would hear a story from you. Let's talk about the beginning stages of where you were at with the woodworking, with mm -hmm. anything else before all the other stuff happened. Let's talk about that part of your journey and where you're at, where you're from, and those kind of things. If you just fill us right in, Garrett. Appreciate Sweet. It. So to get to the future, we always have to go through the past, right? So it's very simple to start my story. Hi, my name's Garrett. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, that's how this all got started. I was a heavy alcoholic. I think I'm coming up on eight years sober. Wow. And one of the things they talk about, you know, I did AA for a little while. A lot of it wasn't for me, but I kind of kept that network of people. Um, my boss at my day job basically said, get sober, or you're fired. Mm. Because if he, he's, he was actually one of my groomsmen in my wedding. Um, that's kind of friend he was. But uh, yeah. he said, basically, if I keep you employed, I am enabling you to drink. And I just, I went home. I was dating my, my now wife at the time, um, who was another rock in this whole building. Mm -hmm. And I basically went home and said, all right, I'm sober. Really? And I, I had the worst week of my life. I was sick. The shakes, the laying on the bathroom floor. Oh, it was horrible. But when... <clears throat> And if anybody's been through that process, you know that it's very hard because once you quit drinking, you got to deal with the real stuff. Right. So somebody told me, they said, get a hobby. Find something to do to keep your hands busy, mm -hmm. your mind busy, something like that. And so I went to this old guy's shop, just kind of, I was making, what was I making? I was making something for my wife. Just a shelf. I've got a background in kind of tinkering with woodworking. Um, yep. My grandfather was a big woodworker. My great-grandfather was a woodworker. Did they do it for a living or was it just hobbies? Uh, so my great-grandfather, he did a lot more carpentry. Like uh, we've got, you know, like your footlocker in the military? Yeah. Um, his was a wooden footlocker, but that was his tool chest. We still have it. I have it wow. at my shop and it's got sheetrock hatchets. That's how they used to cut sheetrock was with little hatchets, um, all kinds of hand tools, you know, so he had that. And then my grandfather, he actually built my first skateboard ramp when I was a kid. Really? Um, and my dad was an electrical engineer. Like okay. he was, he was brains all, he's one of those just, my dad knows everything. Like in my brain, my dad knows everything. Yeah. He knows like, a little bit of it all. Yep. Right. I could call him and just, he'd be like, yeah, do you just do that and you're done like he like, I, I was wasted hours on that right right <laughs> and so um so i started i made a cutting board just one yep. it was horrible <laughs> it wasn't square it was 
it wasn't as sanded. You know, the finish was, uh, it was awful. It just was, but I loved it. I, I really enjoyed the process of it. Um, and so I made another one, a couple other others to kind of hone that skill, kind of get, you know, better at it. Mm-hmm. And I made one for a buddy as a gift for doing my taxes. Cause I didn't have enough money to pay him. <laughs> right. I was that broke at that time. Yep. My wife and I were still dating. We were living in this little bitty house in downtown Chattanooga. Um, and so just starting your sobriety still like just still, like, still yeah. just, I mean, right. probably less than eight months into my sobriety. Yep. Not, I wasn't even at a year yet. And I made a cutting board for a buddy. And his buddy reached out and wanted one. Mm-hmm. So I made him one. I mean, I was charging like 40 bucks. I didn't know any. I was getting scraps from places. Yeah. Just whatever I could find. Using I was using my grandfather's tools. Um, and so I made a board for him. And his buddy wanted one. And his buddy wanted one. And my wife said, uh, why don't you try and sell these? Nobody's going to buy these. They're a bunch of sticks glued together. <laughs> Who wants these things? Who wants the like? Okay, I may may do it one time. Great, awesome. But we put it out on Facebook. I didn't have any of the socials or any of that stuff. I was just trying to to drink, and um, we put it out on Facebook. I said, "Hey, I'm going to make a batch of cutting boards. Who would like one?" And there wasn't any rhyme. You know, I wasn't doing that just to see how many orders I could get. I was doing it to see how many people wanted one. Right. So I knew how much lumber I had to go find. Right. Right. Yeah. The first You're order was. You got to find this. Wood. Right. You got to find. So, you know, cabinet shop scraps, yep. you know, wood shop scraps from friends of my parents, you know, anything I could find. Uh, my first order was for 35. Thir- 35 cutting boards? Yeah. <laughs> Blew my mind. I was like, well. Now I have to make them. Yeah. Now you're like, wait a minute. Now we're actually getting serious about this. It's getting serious. So, so we did that. It took me a couple of weeks to make them. And my wife just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. She is my biggest cheerleader. I love like, There's that. no way I could just like, she's my person. Um, you hear people that are like, you know, your wife can't be your best friend. Mm-hmm. They need a good slap with a shovel, right? <laughs> That's it. Um, because my wife is my best friend. Like she's my person. I want to do things with her. I want to be, I want to date her. Um, so we put those out and everybody loved them. And I said, okay, cool. She said, do it again. I said, there's no way. I mean, everybody, basically everybody I knew at the time, cutting boards, I was going to want them again. So about two weeks after that, I, I spent the proceeds and I bought, a couple of tools to upgrade that would make my life easier. And I bought some lumber, like good lumber. And just to try to make better product, right? right. It's a, it was just a complete iteration of bettering myself, trying new things, trying new finish, trying new angles and bits and all the fun stuff. And about two weeks went by and I was doing that. And then she was like, do it again. I was like, okay, why not? 45 what? blew my mind. I had no idea. I was I, word of mouth. Yeah. I, I did not do any marketing. Um, I didn't do any of that and it just traveled. So let's see. Then life shifted hard mm. 
my wife decided she wanted to own a radio station. Wait, wait what? Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever told you this part. No, I didn't hear this part. Yeah. Let's go. So my wife used to be in radio a long time ago. She was yeah. a DJ, and one of the guys that was her mentor um, called her up and said, hey, I bought this radio. Do you want to come run it with me? And, you know, her salary, she didn't get a salary at first, right? This was complete gamble. She immediately had 20% stake. off the cuff right but they were building it so she didn't make any money right they were just dumping it all back into the station it was in a little town called uh americus georgia Mm -hmm. and if you haven't heard of americus georgia that's okay most of the people that live there haven't heard of americus georgia like it's a little bitty hole in the wall uh no it's in georgia it's in Georgia. Okay. South, gotcha. Southwest Georgia. Um, for you trivia buffs out there, it's actually the internet, the home of Habitat for Humanity. Oh, cool. Because Jimmy Carter lived 10 minutes down the road in a town called Plains. Yep. So I actually met him twice. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, we got married in Savannah, Georgia. I live in Savannah. And of course, that's Eastern. Right. But you know what I mean? Like we were out in Atlanta and some of the other areas we go visit and this and the mm-hmm. others. So I know exactly where you're talking about, man. That's great. Yeah. So. You know, we moved down there. We got this little rental house. Um, I wasn't making boards at the time. I was trying to find a job that would cover bills. Right. Uh, taking something that wasn't in my field. Um, most people don't know what I do <laughs> in my day job. So I tell them I'm a project manager. Yeah. Uh, I'm technically what you would call a scrum master. Pretty cool title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that's a whole different thing. Um, So we moved to Georgia. And the one thing I never wanted is a pool. I don't care if it's above ground. I don't care if it's in ground. I don't care. I knew that no matter what, I was going to be the one taking care of it. Yo, 100%. And I didn't want to. So I was like, no pool. We bought our first house in Chattanooga. It had a a above ground pool. I had them take it out when I bought it. (laughs) You're like, that's going away. Get it out of here. Nope. Uh, (laughs) So we sold that, we moved to Georgia, rented a house, trying to find a house down there. And my wife took me to this house and she's pulled in, we pulled in the driveway and there was a 30 by 20 foot building out back. It was a shop, Mm. metal building, perfect. Everything was awesome. So I'm walking up to it, eyes big wide, you know, wine and cheese falling from the heavens, angels playing harps kind of thing. Uh exactly and i turn the corner and there's a freaking pool <laughs> oh no <laughs> but she she had me at this point yeah so we took all the funds from selling our first house and i said listen i am going to buy a couple of tools if we're going to do this so i did i bought a huge planer big machine that flattened stuff um and a new table saw, you know, a couple things. And we started making boards. I would travel almost every weekend, every other weekend back to Chattanooga because they had little markets up there. Well, because I knew people, they, you know, I did okay. I did well enough. You know, we would make a little extra money because my job wasn't paying well. Her job wasn't doing, you know, well at the time. No. Anybody, um, 
so I did that, and we were down there for two years, I think. And it in was Georgia, the, or? yeah, in Georgia, we were down there for two years, and it was one of the worst times ever. Really, it was hard. It was very hard. Um, you know, we missed a lot with family while we were down there, mm-hmm. and a lot of depression and mental instability. Sure. Um, and. I wanted to come home very badly, but I knew I couldn't say anything because I'm not going to crush my wife's dream. Right. I'm not going to say, Hey, it's time for you to quit. Right. That's not right. So she came to me and she was like, okay, it's time to go home. We're going it's, to, it's time to go home. She still had her stake. Right. Right. But she was done. So yep. she had grown it enough that she could just walk away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had everything planned to be back home in like 24 hours. Like I was ready to go. I was, was going to say gone. when she said that in one way, you're yeah. like, "Oh, babe, yeah. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry this happened." Internally, you're like, "Let's go." This is home. horrible. Pick up the walkie-talkie, like you know, operation. Get the heck out is on. <laughs> uh, so we did that, and we moved back up here. And my wife, you know, going through getting sober was hard. Mm-hmm. Going through making amends for things, dealing with the people that I had hurt was hard. And I'm a big believer in karma, right? I believe what you put out, you get in. Yep. And as soon as we decided to come back, everything started falling into place Mm. like puzzle pieces. We, lived in this town that only had 17,000 people that the average time a house was on the market was a year and a half. Wow. Our house sold in 30 days. Mm. One of my very good friends called and said, Hey, we're looking for a digital project manager. I heard you were coming back up to Chattanooga. I interviewed, I got the job in like, that took like two interviews and I had the job. Right. That was at a company called Mohawk Flooring. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that big, massive flooring company, but it was fun. It was good. I was there for about three years. So we were starting to do well. We bought, we we rented a house because we wanted to figure out where we wanted to be. We put the shop at my parents' house because I couldn't build a shop in a rental. Right. Even though it was small, we couldn't do it. So we put it at my parents' house. And I'd just drive back and forth and I was doing my day job. So I literally was, would wake up, go to work, come home, change clothes, go to the shop, come home. My wife was working, you know, she went back to work at uh, her old job. I'd come home, cook dinner because she was working late and we'd finally stop at like nine o'clock. Right. For do, you about think, a, do you think you grinded so bad like that? Do you think you grinded like from beginning to end all the way, whatever, to keep that like I asked this question only because I have some experience. My wife was also an alcoholic. And I she, already know where you're going. Yeah, she quit drinking yes. 11 years ago. It was literally like I got to keep my mind on stuff mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm not thinking about the bottle or anything like that. Just mind on things, right? I did not have an off switch, right? right? And one of the things they talk about, and I was a victim of it, is don't replace your addiction with an addiction. Mm. Right? Don't replace your addiction with an addiction. But people think addiction is drugs alcohol right that's it right that's what they think because it's a stigma addiction can be food it can be working um it can be you know 
gaming. It could be watching TV. It could be laziness. Like there's all kinds of addictions that you don't think about. But mine was projects. Yep. I would move from project to project. So I still didn't have to deal with that stuff. Right. Um, that's cool for a while. Right. <laughs> Until again, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Yes. And I'm again, I'm thankful for my wife. We would go out. We didn't go out. We didn't leave the house for about the first year. I was sober. And then we started to go out a little bit and then we moved. So it was even better because I didn't, nobody knew my story. Nobody knew I was this big alcoholic. So I didn't right. have to explain it. Why haven't you seen me? Um, I didn't have a beard at the time. Whoa. Nobody, Whoa. if I cut my beard off, you would have no clue who I am. <laughs> I'm like, who's that dashing young man? That's <laughs> no, no, don't, don't, don't ask my wife that either. Uh, you know, those filters on like TikTok where you like put your hand over and pull it down. There's nothing. Yeah. I did that. She's like, Ugh. yeah, my wife's the same way I do. I shave my beard and my mustache off in the month of November for Movember. Mm -hmm. And I used to just grow a mustache for the month. She's like, never do that again you can raise the money you can do the all do the whatever you challenges. want do not keep the beard on <laughs> i said all right I got, you. I got you yeah and um you know i would i would just do project to project right i would just not stop so we had the shop at my parents house which was five minutes from the rental that we got uh, and then everything changed yeah. April 11, April 12th, 2020. COVID had just started. Right. Right. We got hit with an EF3 tornado. Mm. Sustained winds of up to, I think it was 135 gusts of 150 miles an hour. So everybody i talked to after the fact and we'll get into that because it's one of the it's it has a lot to do with who i am right now yeah absolutely um everybody i talked to in our neighborhood because as soon as it had it started and we had our golden retriever gary who my wife would murder all of us to save this dog i'm not kidding you um i love it he had had surgery his acl had torn so we had to keep him low to the ground he couldn't jump this is how much my wife loves this dog. She took our mattress and slept in the living room on the floor with the dog. Right. That's my and wife. I'm, I'm back there in the bedroom like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> so she was laying in the floor that night. Her birthday is the 11th. And so we were hanging out on the 12th. And it was raining. But, you know, in the days of streaming, we weren't watching the news, right? We're watching right. like Netflix or something, you know, she put, we we're about to go to bed. We we're up later than usual because I'm usually in bed by 10 because we get up so early. Um, and then, but something happened. Oh, the, the Netflix didn't connect. And so I had to go in there and fix it. Yeah. It was like 11, 11, 15. I had just done that. I had the window to my room, our room open because I like the sound of rain. I knew it was raining. I was just going to open the window. It's nice. My wife's in there. I can do it. Cool. All of a sudden, they, I was walking. All of a sudden, a huge bolt of lightning hit. Mm -hmm. My child is uh, very scared of thunderstorms. They are. You're going to hear me say they a lot. They are non-binary. Yep. So they go by they. Then. Sure. 
And so they came screaming out of their room. And as soon as they stepped foot out of their room, their bedroom door slammed shut. Mm. Because a piece of the roof had been taken off, slung around, came through the window, and landed on their bed where they were sleeping. Smokes. Two seconds different, we would be having a different conversation. Wow. Wow. So they, they screamed. As soon as they screamed, I jumped. The power went out. Then the, the noise started. And when I say it was loud, I was screaming at the top of my lungs from here to here to my wife, and she couldn't hear me. Wow. She froze. I might have thrown her down a half a flight of stairs. Shh. <laughs> uh, so we got, you know, I'm a bit of a prepper. I know that's weird, but uh, the downstairs closet was underground. The yeah. only thing in it, because I knew we were supposed to have bad storms. I didn't know they were supposed to be this bad. But it had water, sleeping bags, pillows, uh, you know, a flashlight or two back in the back of it because it went back so far and dog food. That's it. Yeah. So we ran downstairs. I literally pulled the dog food out and they got in. My child's screaming because their cat's missing. I grab a cat. I've still got scars from it being like, I'm going with you. Yeah. And then nothing. And when I say it was quiet, I have never it was it wasn't like it was quiet. It was like there was a lack of sound. Right, like you're in one of those rooms where like everything is just like so yeah, yeah, yeah. or in a snowstorm when it's like all insulated. Mm-hmm. Ah. That was the most terrifying feeling in the world because you don't know what's next, if it's right. coming again or whatever. And then everything went back into you know focus. We had rain draining into our house. It literally came through and almost picked the roof off. Yeah. Um and so once we realized we had an emergency radio, once we realized it had passed, we went outside. Um, it was so bad. The back deck door was dead bolted and it shifted the house so much. It blew that door in and blew our dining table across the room. My wife says the most terrifying moment was she looked out and lightning flashed and our backyard was trees like these huge 40, 50 foot trees. Yeah. Nothing. There was nothing out there. Come to find out the base of this thing was about a quarter mile. Wow. That's insane. The base of it. Uh, They were over. We had a friend that was a fire rescue guy. They had over 500 entrapment calls in the first three minutes. Oh, I bet. Only four people died. Wow. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Everybody I talked to had that one moment. Right. Like my daughter screamed, my daughter screamed, or my child screamed and came out of their room. Yeah. That was our one moment. The next day, we looked at the front window. I had put some of that tent on. You know, I'm talking about that film. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. I know what you're talking about. Uh, We looked outside and we were just kind of checking the house and there was a two by four on the ground. And we happened, I was looking, I was like, wow, that window looks cracked. It had literally hit the window where my, my wife was sleeping. And that film was the only thing that kept that window together. Oh, you know, like bulletproof glass, how it's got that polymer in between. Yes. Did this, did the same thing. So all of those little moments happened. Well, that was our house. Right. My parents' house got hit too. Yep. So the shop got hit and the shop destroyed the tornado destroyed everything in the shop. Uh, That planer I talked about, it picked it up and dropped it. It was 700 pounds. Just like nothing, like it was a just a rag doll. Yeah, and because my you know my business had grown, um, 
I skipped over one part. We got accepted to something called the Chattanooga market. So for you guys, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we have something called the Chattanooga market. And it goes from end of April through the no, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, every Sunday. It's over 200 vendors. It's about the size of a football field and it is the staple of the community. I was going to say, it must be a big deal if it's that, that large, right? It is. We, you know, I told you everything started falling into place. I wanted to get into that so bad. I was doing these little bitty markets and my wife said, you know what? Try it. Just apply. See what happens. And I put my paperwork in and then all of a sudden I found out that I got in. And the only reason I got in was because there was a guy that had been there for 20 years selling cutting boards. They called him the board man. And he turned his paperwork in to retire that day. So while you're getting that situated. So the tornado took everything. You're still muted, buddy. All right. Can you hear me now? No, we're good. Mm. I'm trying voice to hear like, you. Voice Hold like, on one second. Voice like velvet. Um, so for you guys that are still out there while he's handling that, the tornado destroyed everything in the shop. You know, the insurance, I, I wrote down everything that was wrong with the tools, everything that was broken, all the machinery that we had been adding onto with the proceeds from our sales. Uh, basically, everything went back into the company. And we put everything down and literally the insurance people said, we'll send an electrician out to look at your tools. I asked him if he'd send a pool guy out to look at our cars. Cause that's about the same. He didn't think it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, we then there's a, there's a, sh a shop here called Woodcraft. It's a national shop. Let me give you a pause for a second. See what you got going on. You still there? I'm still here. Okay, great. Go ahead, man. Sorry. Hey, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened, man. It was just like an audio yeah. issue. That's right. It happens. <laughs> all of a sudden, your mic was like, nope. Yeah, I know. I know, man. I was like, oh, I was all nervous. I'm sweating bullets. That's all right, man. Go ahead. Now, where Dude. did we leave off? Like, last that you, you were talking about. So, so you, yeah, I go was ahead. So the, the tornado destroyed everything. I was just telling everybody else that was while you were fixing that, that uh, I wrote down everything that was wrong with every tool, everything that was broken. Um, because in our business, we pride ourselves on every single thing we do is food safe, right? Our cutting boards are a hundred percent food safe. All the woods kiln dried. It takes most of the moisture out, but it also kills all the parasites. Um, our finishes are natural finishes, right? Well, when the storm happened, the ceiling dropped, the insulation came and just landed on everything. So everything was contaminated. So we had to start over literally from scratch and they weren't going to pay anything no. for any of it. And so I went to Woodcraft. It's a local, I mean, it's not, it's a national chain. Um, and then, you know, I knew these guys cause I would go in there a lot. And I told them what happened. They're like, oh, we can send a guy out there to do an assessment. 
they for floods, fire, yeah. stuff like that, they send a guy out. His name's Wayne. He's he knows more. He's probably forgotten more about woodworking than I've ever learned. <laughs> Amazing, just a good human, right? He came out, he looked at all my notes, he goes, Yeah, that's basically what's wrong. And wrote it out. Looked at it a couple things, put it on their letterhead, and insurance company didn't even blink. They're like, all right, cool. So we got we got most everything back. We had a ton of support pour in from everywhere. Strangers, people at the market, given they started us up some, you know, Venmo stuff. I don't like to take handouts. I'm horrible about it. I will avoid it at all costs. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I don't because I know it's weird, but I feel like if I'm taking handouts, I'm not doing well enough. Gotcha. That's that, that's that mentality, that, that brain stuff you got to deal with after my insecurities. Right. Right. All that stuff. Cause as outgoing as I am, I am insecure about everything. It's always, when's the other shoe going to drop? Yeah. Right? Imposter yeah. syndrome. That's what I was looking for. Right. So we rebuilt the shop from scratch. So let, let, uh, just real quick, I'm going to paint the picture yeah. now. So you go from you go from becoming sober. Yep. You go from your wife uh, uh, doing the radio station right down in Georgia. Right. You move back up to Chattanooga. Yep. Right. You yep. get there. You get things. You're getting established. You got these the woods starting to really come into play. You got the planer. You got the business rolling. Tornado mm-hmm. comes through, wipes everything out. Right. That was in a year after we've been back. Right. A year after you've been back, wiped everything out of you, you built this successful business. You guys were really kind of, you know, starting to really hit on all cylinders. Everything was good to go. What were you, where were you mentally during that period of time? Right. So we talked about before about, you know, sobriety and stuff like that. Where were you at that moment in time thinking to yourself, were you just like, I'm just going to keep on moving forward? Or were you like, uh, what is happening? You know what I mean? Like what, like, where were you at like mentally during all this, this crazy time? Defeated. Yeah. But inside i was defeated like i didn't know what i was going to do next because we were renting and that was a whole thing that we didn't get a lot back from so we had to kind of you know my child was in college that's what the um the woodworking was for right the woodworking was paying for my child's college yeah yep because my kid is my kid but um they came with the wife (laughs) right but they're my kids sure Uh, i swear my kids act more like me it's terrifying um (laughs) My kids are, my youngest is 21. My oldest is 26. Nice. Um, couldn't be more different. But I wasn't planning on sending a kid to college. I didn't right. know what to do. So we just started selling boards yep. and pushing it and pushing it. Uh, we got into, I, don't, I think you were gone just a minute ago. We, there, that Chattanooga market is... Were you there when I was talking about that? Were you? On yeah, there? I, okay, I you just, got that. We just talked about the size of it. That, that, yeah, that it's just massive. It's huge. It's massive. So we put our application in to get try and get in. Right. My wife was the one that pushed me for that. She just goes try. I was like, I'm not going to get in. There's a guy that had been there for 20 years since it started. Old yeah. guy they called the board man, right? <laughs> I Before I started this, when my wife and I first started dating, before I got sober, I actually bought one of his pieces. Mm-hmm. And I hate to speak ill, but looking back on it, it's horrible. <laughs> I can say you were sizing them up, man. You were. Sizing- I didn't. I didn't know I was at the time, but you know, we still have it. I still yeah. have that piece because I look at it and I look at the craftsmanship, and I'm like, man, I'm never giving somebody of something like that. Right. Not ever. I will tell you, I have one myself. I uh, for all the people yeah. listening. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, man. That that 
board is so well crafted and so well put together. It's just a solid, mm-hmm. strong. Like I like as you know, man. I do a lot of smoking and a lot of uh, uh you know griddle work and a lot of stuff meats. outside. A lot of meats, a lot of meats, a lot of meats. So I'm chopping this stuff up, and the board itself. It's literally it's a centerpiece of my kitchen. I put it right in the middle so people can see the amount of. I know I can feel it when I'm looking at the, the the craftsmanship of it and the bottom of it with the with the with the nubs and then and then the groove on the top to catch all the the drippings mm-hmm. and everything else. Just amazing work. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you say when you look at another product or whatever. You're like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm going to be putting everything I got into what I do here because it's going to make a difference. And I'll tell you what, I love using it so much. <laughs> that and goes. that's what we love right because we were actually really because we got into the chattanooga market and that was when COVID was going on we actually flourished yeah we actually did okay because people were at home right our family loves food my wife is a second generation italian raised in the country a woman <laughs> can't cook for two people it just doesn't happen it's all about the large meals it's baby just, <laughs> she loves cooking for that's her love language but you know yeah. We sit around the island. We're always in the kitchen. We're and during COVID, a lot of other people were too. Yeah. And so we did all right. You know, one thing you can look online at different companies like Booze Block and stuff like that. These big companies that started out small and their prices are I mean, they're proud of their stuff, right? Right. My prices have I think I put my prices up like twenty bucks one time for a little while. Yeah. And I actually brought them back down. Really? Yeah. Because I want people to be able. I I don't want people to go. Now, when I say I, I brought them up and brought them down, like, um, you know, a 14 by 18 cutting board, it's handmade. It's inch and three quarters thick. It's all hardwoods at this time that are amazing. Uh, that goes for 160. But you think about it. You take care of that, right? You're passing it on. Oh, yeah, man. 100%. When, when you were talking about conversation pieces, a lady was up about a month, a couple months ago. She's like, I want one, but I don't know which one. I said, pick the one your kids are going to fight over. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. So the, the Chattanooga market has opened up so much for us. Yep. Business-wise. We have, so... A couple, one stop along the way is I got burnt out. Okay. Well, I mean, this Which, isn't all post tornado. Oh, this was Pre. probably about a year ago. So this post tornado. Got you. We, yep. You know, everything was running smooth at that time. We now service two realtors that each get about 15 cutting boards a month. Oh, that I I've seen that before. They give away like charcuterie boards or they, yeah, boards. they give them as closing gifts. Yep. One of them gives it to the new, um, if they're buying a home, they give it to the buyer. One company gives it to their sellers. Right. Which is, I thought was cool. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and well, what I do yeah, is hopefully I, they give them something, right? <laughs> right. I mean, the, the amount you're paying them. Uh, so what I started doing, I've got a brand my wife got me. This little just says CW Woodworking. It's on the back of yours, I think, or on the side. You can see it. Yep. She bought she bought me that our first year of marriage. And I will never change it. My yep. logo design has changed. All that's changed. But I'll always use that. Why? Because of what it means. 
My yeah. wife was there at the beginning. My wife pushed me. I want you to know that this is still a small business. I'm not manufacturing. I am making, I am creating. Right. Because every one of my boards is a one-off unless I'm specifically asked to make a duplicate. It may be a millimeter difference, but I can show it to you. Right. Because I want your board to be your board. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a story piece. Most of my clients leave them out. Right. It's a um, conversation piece. I get emails from clients saying, I love looking at my board. Yeah. I, I, I Mine's out for everybody to see. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great conversation piece, um, which yeah. is another thing we love. We like bringing people together. Right. Uh, that's one thing about my wife. She loves people. She's a big introvert, but she loves people. I will tell you what I love about this whole entire conversation from top to bottom. You have layered your wife in about 30 or 40 times because yeah. she has been the person that has been your support, your rock, your your person has lifted you up, pushed you when you needed to be pushed. Probably also, like my wife does for me, knocks you down a peg when you get a little too high as well, right? Like, hold on, hold on. What are you doing? Let's Let's be sensible, whatever. But also, when I'm feeling down, I got to have, I got to have her. She's got to be, it's like, she's literally like, come on, let's go. I'll pick you up. Well, let's go catch a movie. Let's go do something. Let's take a break. Let's take a break from all the, so whatever she does for me at that moment in time, we've been together for 23 years. Mm -hmm. I'm the same exact way I, you, I, I talk about her all the time. So I love the fact that it, during this whole entire story, she's layered in each one of these different stories about somebody that was there that you needed during everything from sobriety to rebuilds, mm -hmm. to tornadoes, to everything she legitimately was there for you during the whole entire time. And I love that you, uh, you, ex you celebrate in that a little bit, you know what I mean? So that's pretty cool. She, you know, she almost left me when I was a drunk. Right. I, I say I was an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. Let's be yep. real. Yep. But she did. She told me she almost left me and I get it. I don't see why she wouldn't have. I was an right. idiot. Right. Um, I was not a good looking man. Like I am now. Dashing, um, dashing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know we talk about that a lot we talk about how we see people and couples and they just you can tell they just don't like each other right right i like my wife like i, I like it all the time and i'm like oh boy oh yeah. <laughs> uh you know that's why you'll uh, i know you can probably attest to this most times i ask how you are i also ask how your wife is yep right because your your person whoever they are is your biggest fan. So of course I'm going to check to see, because that's a big part of your life. Right. Right. So burnout. Yeah. We, uh, we had two realtors and all I was doing was making cutting boards. Right. Yeah. Let's be honest. Cutting boards are not rocket science in the world <laughs> of woodworking. They're really not. And if you had asked yeah, me with a bunch of slats in it, right. <laughs> right. It, and if you had asked me, you know, Let's see. At this point, it was five and a half years in. If I was going to have a sustainable cutting board business at that time, I've got, I had one apprentice, you know, so I have one employee. Yep. We're doing enough to where if I wanted to, it was a full-time, it could be a full-time job, but we were just, why we're doing well enough to, I could still do my day job, which I enjoyed. Why not right. just keep doing it? But I was bored. Mm. Right. I'm cutting, I'm gluing, I'm pressing, I'm sanding. Cutting, glue, pressing. I can so see that being pretty Cut monotonous glue. after a period of time. Yeah. Yep. Right. It's like wax on, wax off kind of thing. Right. That's all I was doing. Yep. And so my wife was like, try something else. So I made a couple of birdhouses. I was like, ooh, this is fun. I'm going to do this. <laughs> that lasted like a week. 
You're like, no, I'm all set with the birdhouses. <laughs> Try I'm good. It. good. I'm good. <laughs> um, you know, I've got a lathe. I was turning stuff, and I was like, mm, no, I like I like to turn stuff like pens and stuff, um, as a palate cleanser if I'm getting bored. Right. But I came back to cutting boards, and I started changing things up. I started making bigger. They, you know, there were two sizes at that time, 16 and 18 long is what we call them. Okay. I started doing what I call the brisket boards, which is your size, that 24 inch long. It fits a oh, three pound brisket, a uh, full size turkey, a full slab of ribs. That's all I tested. I don't know. You can attest to whatever yeah, else. Yeah, uh, everyone, all the above. Check them all off, man. All the above. Because <laughs> I love meats. Let's go. <laughs> but we had really built a reputation. Right. Right. Um, I had people that would come up and say, hey, I got one of your boards when I sold my house. They were more excited about the board. Like, that's what they talked about. They didn't tell me anything about the house. They were like, I love my board. I use it for this and this and this. I'm like, how's the house? They're like, nah, I love this. And this. <laughs> so it really started building that fire back up. Right. Like I am making somebody happy i started paying attention more to the people i'd have young couples saying this is my first adult gift right that's cool i love that um so we started going into restaurants and saying hey what can i do for you and we did some really cool stuff for some restaurants around here where i'd inlay one type of wood into another into a cutting board did you like butcher blocks and stuff like that too? Like, yeah, yeah. 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 I've actually, I'm actually about to start three black limba butcher blocks, but that's oh, a, I'll get off topic. That's, about a, that's a dream of mine, man. I want to have a butcher block one day, man. One day, one day. Uh, <laughs> I may, I may hand deliver it to you one day. <laughs> no, we, absolutely, um, man. <laughs> so we, you know, we started paying attention to the people. I started really clubhouse, right? Right. I found this group called in the shop. And during COVID, I was talking to them every day. Right. And, I, you know, I was, I became friends with them to where last year in October, I went up to a place called Maker Camp. I remember, right? you, I remember, you remember me that. talking about this. Yep. That's where everything changed. Like I, I, I found all of my inspiration. Oh, I love that. Uh, I started talking to people. It was basically an adult summer camp, right? Yep. Blacksmithing, welding, powder coating, plasma cutting, leather work. I made a wallet. Silversmithing. I made my wife some rings. Um, printmaking. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Did right? you go, was it like a bunch of like like a bazaar where you like walk into the one shop and do something over here and then do a yeah. little bit there? Oh, that's amazing. It was like a like a kid's camp where you like, you know, paint the birdhouse here, you know, color book here. But it was a welding and I welded a, a tea camp, a tea like lighthouse type thing. Yep. Um, I powder coated a beard comb uh, and a Christmas ornament. And there was all kinds of stuff. Uh, pewter casting. That was cool. Oh, wow. Nice. Pewter casting was fun. But I got to meet all these people that I talked to on Clubhouse in real yep. life. That's really cool. And I met and talked to, I had that. So I'm shameless plug here. Company called Brunt. They've been awesome to me. Uh, I've been working with them for a little bit. I met them in person in New York and we got started working together. They make workwear boots, blue collar. I mean, think blue collar, right? Yeah. Your heavy, heavy boots, work pants, um, shirts. They just put out a line of summer gear, like lightweight stuff. That's amazing. But I got to meet those guys and talk to them. 
and now we're working together. Oh, that's cool. Right now I, I promote their stuff. Um, well, I've seen you a couple of times. I, I don't know if it's the same group of people that you're talking about here with, uh, with them or anybody else, but I know that I've seen you a couple of times on Instagram where you're in a room of about six or seven different people and you guys yeah. are all doing woodworking and you guys are all just kind of jamming out with each other. Now, listen, I, I, I don't do a lot of woodworking, but I, I love the creativity and I love the the drive. And I'm just sitting there going, this is amazing to me that these guys are all just jamming out with each other about the same thing that they're jamming out about, but there's a bond there with what they're doing. And I love to see that sometimes, man. I love that. Usually if you see me on Instagram on a live with those four. Yeah. Those are the clubhouse friends that I met that I didn't know two years ago. Wow. And now one of those guys is out in California. I talked to him this morning on Instagram right. messaging. Uh, we're battling. We're doing an oiling battle right now, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> just oiling boards and who does it better. It's, it's, which which I which I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. You know, there's like the ASMR and things like that that people watch. When you do those where you dip it into the oil and you yep. dip it in there, I'm just like. I love everything about it. I stop in my tracks and just watch it and go, whoa, man. Because I got my board, and I know that the process that you go through it, that that's mm -hmm. like teak oil? What is that? Like, is it like uh, what kind no, of it's a It's a food-safe oil. So I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually about to start working with a company. It's a small business, just like me, Yep. called Bumble Shoots. Okay. And this guy's a pilot, like a commercial airline pilot. Yep. And on the side, he started up a wood finish company. Right. And so I'm actually going to start selling his stuff at the market and using his stuff. I'll send you some. It's great. Nice. But I love supporting little businesses like that. Like mm. most of these companies I started working with are now these big corporates and they don't really care anymore. Right. Right. It just doesn't, you know. Uh, but when I message this company, you're messaging the guy. Right. Right. You're not messaging some. Uh, a gate bot. a gatekeeper or a uh, or an admin assistant that's like you're not really listening. I'm not I'm right. not to anybody. Too. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's what we're focusing on now is helping out and promoting and supporting other small businesses like ourselves. Right. We've started doing charity work. Huge for us. I love it. We donate boards to auctions that we care about. Right. Um. American Cancer Society, uh, American Heart Association. Um, my dad, a couple of years ago, uh, it's actually right when we bought our first house. Um, almost actually, technically, he died twice on the table. Really? But now he's got four stints, and he's he's a big dude. I'm the runt of my litter. I'm six four. <laughs> you're the runt, and you're six yeah. four. Oh, yeah, my, my little my little brother's six eight. Um, my dad's six three, but he's like he's built like an ox. But he doesn't get around well. And so that's why we bought a house since the rental, since the tornado, we bought a house, right? Yeah. Like real fast, you know, just because we got lucky. Um, but the shop's still at my parents' house because mm -hmm. we found out, we found that when I was there, my dad would get up and come out and tinker in the garage. Ah, I see. There's a double, there's a, there's two sides to this. I see what you're doing here. I see it. To the point, my mom would call every now and then on a Saturday morning. And go, hey, are you coming to the shop today? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really plan on it. Why? Oh, Dad was just asking. I'll be there in five. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I'm gonna drop it. And I'm there. <laughs> I'm out. Here we go. It's just, and I've gotten to talk to my dad more. Um, 
you know, me and my dad didn't really talk growing up. I definitely didn't talk when I was drinking. Right. Um, heck, I just found out the other day my grandfather was on Normandy. Oh, wow. He's got uh, the cot I used to sleep on as a kid. It had a hole in it right here. I didn't know. It's a piece of shrapnel came in when he was sleeping on Normandy. Oh, that's right? crazy. Like, man. it's fun to talk these stories with my dad and, you know, hear stories about where my family came from. Apparently, they're a bunch of derelicts, gunslinging derelicts from southern Mississippi. <laughs> they right? all had beards like you and they were ready to go. Just, there, there was a wild bill in the family, you know, all that stuff. So, <laughs> you know, we've, I'm blessed right now. But I've also worked my tail off. Yeah. So I was going to say that, and I, I I don't mean to interrupt, but I love the fact that when you're talking about your journey here, just listening to your conversation, when you said you went up to the uh, the, the, the place to go do all the building, yeah, and then you came back, that changed everything. What I sense from you and what I can feel from you, going from a place where you were just kind of figuring things out, not really, I mean, you're kind of figuring things out. You had a wife that was kept on pushing you, hey, keep on going, burnout stage, all these other things. You're just like, what's going on? But now I feel like your purpose is different than what it was before. Before it was kind of like a hobby to for sobriety, for for all these different things. And now your purpose is, wait a minute, we can do a lot of good for people. We mm -hmm. can help other people, other small businesses and whatever else to be able to do so. I'm blessed with where I'm at. So why not give back and do the things that I have to do along with having a thriving business and keep things moving forward? Right. So it's a totally different dynamic from where you were to where you are. And I think that's incredible when you think about it. Your journey, the path of where you've gone has taken you to a point now where you think differently about things, right? And you're like, hey, so. you know, that's pretty amazing. We, um, we'll skip ahead to what's going on right now. Um, I, I left Mohawk and I went to a con, uh, basically a, a contract company to where I work wherever they send me and did very well with my negotiations. Um, I retired my wife last December, this past December from her day job. Wow. She does our admin work. She was in a dark place mentally. And I was like, you know what? You don't have to work. We'll tighten up, but you don't have to. She's going back to college, you know, doing wow. all kinds of stuff. Uh, we now have two realtors a brick and mortar store that we're about to be, they're going to carry us locally. It's a local store Ooh, here um, we go. exclusively. Yeah. Right. No other, no other cutting board company. And she said she's had a lot reach out, but she was a, a client. All of the business we do is a client at some point. Yes. Before. Um, so we got that. And you know, my, our mo my mother-in-law's moved in with us. She's got congestive heart failure, so we're taking care of her. Care of her, yep. yep. Uh, she's like having another teenager. She just hangs out in her room and comes out to eat and goes back to her room. Um, it's great. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. Most most people would hate having their mother-in-law. I absolutely love it. I get to openly make fun of her, and she laughs at my dad jokes, so we're good. It's golden. Um, Nothing behind the back. You're right out in the front. Let's go. Right, right out in the front. She, I think she came down one day and she was like, "You know what happened to me today?" I was like, "You've realized you're old." <laughs> just you know, just little jabs, little jabs. <laughs> she makes you know, she gets me too. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, wife's been admin. She's ready. She told me the other day she's ready to get back into the workforce. So she she's going to go back to work. She's already had several calls from people that you know she used to work with. 
Now I don't uh, ask, I don't ask because this isn't really her speaking, but you know her better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Was the dark time that she had felt where she was at where you went to the retirement piece? Was that based on do you think it was based on all that you guys have been through with the tornado, with the with the loss of everything, with the all this stuff, or was it just more of a, a place? Because now you had to be the supporter, right? Now you've got right. to be the person that goes, Hold on, you were there for me during my dark time, and now I'm there for you. Was right. there was there a, a, a trigger or a reason why she fell down that road? I think her day job changed tremendously okay. um, to the point that it was sucking her soul out of her toenails kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, but my wife is the smartest, strongest, hardest working person I know. Um, I'm looking at that table in the background. It's totally going to break. Um, <laughs> you think a woodworker would fix that? It's going. Well, I mean, he doesn't know. Check it out, guys. Look at look at the and for those on the podcast, you can't see it, but I'll describe a, it to you. Yeah. It's a large, humongous plant that's like the size of like Alaska that's sitting on this little table. That's <laughs> it's a it's a monstera that's probably about seven years old that uh, we got. I traded that for a cutting board and a donation to a animal shelter. <laughs> nice. And um, we put it there and it's just grown and we just left it because it's basically going to live with the house. We can't get it out of this room anymore. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. By the time it's done, that thing's going to be all over the roof. It's going to be vines everywhere. It's going to be crazy. But it's a good eight feet in diameter for those wow. that can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sorry, that just completely took us off track. Oh, so, yeah, I've been watching it the whole time going, is, is it going to break? I don't know. It's bowing a little bit. I can't tell. <laughs> eh, we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah, her, her day job took a toll, and she finally just said, I can't do this anymore. I was like, you know what? The little table that could. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you, Morgan, for that one. I'm going to put a sign on that, too. I love it. Um so she, you know, December, she did that. We did the holiday market in December. It's six days of targeted sales. Uh, right. I think, you know, I don't normally talk numbers, but just to give you an understanding, we did about 13 grand in six days. Woo! That's outstanding. And now we start making about a month and a half before. Right. But And we still end up getting real close to selling out. But well, I'm gonna say, I remember you texted me because we, we we chat sometimes when you're at shows, and you're yeah. like, you'll let me know. I'm 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 almost I'm out. Wow. I'm almost sold out, and I'm like, what? That's yeah. outstanding. <laughs> you know, here we are, seven years later. Yep. Because we didn't really start until about a year after I got sober. So seven years later, and people still buy stuff, and it bat it blows my mind. It's a humbling thing to think, wow, because you know that thing where people ask you like explain what you do, but explain it horribly. <laughs> right. I take big sticks, cut yep. them into little sticks and glue them back together to make a big stick. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I do. Um, now we have my wife. I've got two salespeople. I've got two mm-hmm. apprentices, uh, an older, he's been my, the first one. He's been with me almost three years now. We just hired a new kid in the neighborhood where the shop is. He's 14. He sweeps up. He yep. picks up scraps, but you know, he makes a little bit of money. It's fun. Oh yeah. I love that. Uh, and we just did the, I have taken the biggest gamble of my life. We have taken the biggest gamble of our lives. We just won 8.15 acres of land at, a, at an auction. <laughs> um, you, you messaged me that and I went, 
what I, I meant, I, I knew I was going to cover it on the podcast, but I was like, wait, what, what is, what is going to go eight acres? Wow. Are you going to build like, what, what, what are you, you going to build a shop? Like what, That's, what's happening? Now we'll talk future CW. Yeah. So, See, right. I love the progression, the past, the, the present, present and the future. The future. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've been playing the biggest long game in the world. Yeah. Because the cutting boards are going to be retirement. Yep. Think about it. If I'd done furniture and I got older, I can lift furniture after a while. Right. right? Cutting yep. boards are small. So we're like, let's go in 100% on this. Yep. So we have. So the new, we're, we had a five-year plan when we moved back to Chattanooga that we were going to buy land and build a house. We are two years ahead of schedule right now. The new land is actually in Georgia. It's about seven, 10 minutes from my current residence because we mm -hmm. live right at the bottom. If you guys don't know where Chattanooga, Tennessee is, it's in the very bottom right corner, Tennessee, right on the Georgia. Like literally I can get to Georgia in 10, five minutes. I can get to Alabama in 25. Wow. A little, so, little hub, a little hub. I can get to North Carolina in 30. Nice. So, so it's right there. It's a, it's what they call a flagpole lot. So it's a long driveway and then the properties in the back. Yep. Um, it's zoned a one, which is agricultural. Mm -hmm. We will have animals. My wife wants runner ducks. She ever seen a runner duck? I don't even know what that is. I didn't either. I didn't know what a runner duck is. It's basically a bowling it pin. It's, runs? it's basically a bowling pin with a beak and feet. Like it's a really tall. It's, it's like me, but a duck. Cause I'm just tall and well, I used to be slender. Does it look uh, like this little guy right up here? Does the, the like see the guy? The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, she wants ducks. Um, but we're gonna have ducks, chickens, uh, maybe a donkey. Donkeys are very good for security. If you didn't know, I did not know that. Yeah, they'll take on coyotes. Um, but we're gonna have a small barn for that. We love to garden. We started gardening in when we bought this house in the the height of you know COVID and stuff. Right. Um, we had dinner tonight with most of the vegetables came from the garden. That's awesome. Um, so she wants to do that. We're going to build a 40 by 40 foot shop. That's what I would. That was my next question. Is there a big mm -hmm. shop going to be going there? Yes. And the reason, two reasons. One, I want to teach classes. Yep. But not the classes that you would think. I don't want to teach people how to make cutting boards. Why would I do that? I sell them. Right. I mean, let's be honest. That's not smart. Right. Not a good business decision. Right. <laughs> I want to teach people. I have several people that come up to me all the time. Right now I'm working on the insurance part, which is insane. Trying to figure out what I can do. Yeah. And um, hey, Josh, thanks for joining, buddy. No worries about being late. We're just having a good old time. Um, I want to teach the people that inherited tools. Like I hear I've inherited tools from my granddad or I've inherited tools from my dad. I don't know how to use them. Right. Bring them to the shop. Well, I'll show you how to use everything you've got. Did you ever think about working with veterans? Um, we have thought about that a little bit. Um, this is in the very early stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah. So I would actually like to talk to you more about that at another yeah. time. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll get you in contact or I'll even give you some great ideas. I work with veterans a lot and something like that where they can get their hands on stuff and really be crafty and creative and 
and those kind of things really does matter a lot of times in the veteran community, especially those that suffer from PTSD or mm -hmm. those kind of things. It's a way, it's an outlet for them, much like art is for me, right? Cartoons and artwork and stuff like that or whatever. When I get in creative mode, it literally takes you away from some of the pain that you're in and really focuses on things and making beautiful pieces to whatever it is, you know, whatever they right. want to be able to do. So yeah, I, I didn't mean to sidetrack us, but that will no, definitely you're, on that. You're good. I love yeah. spitball and stuff like this. This is basically how all of my conversations happen. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It's somebody explained my conversation style best. It's like trying to grab the ping pong ball that's covered in baby oil. <laughs> it's flopping around everywhere. Yeah, it's just everywhere. <laughs> uh but since we're zoned A1 in the, the county we're zoned in, we can have a short-term rental on the property as long as we live in the private residence. Yep. You want to come work in the shop for a weekend? Come stay at the house. You want to oh, come work is. in the garden one weekend? Come stay at the house. You want to come hang out with the ducks? We're only going to clear about two and a half acres of the property. The back half is going to be trails. We're going to build like little gazebos and camping spot and hangout places. It's going to be a compound. That's right? really cool. Um, because my wife and I, you know, two years ago, I would not have been, I was working to the point where I was making boards to pay bills. Right. Right. Like I've got to make six boards to pay this and, uh, well, come on. You haven't met my wife, but if you think you can take her, <laughs> I got faith in you. I'm coming for the I'll be, I'll be rooting for you. I love my wife. She's gorgeous. She's sweet. She's absolutely terrifying to me. Um, <laughs> I love it. I, uh, but think about it. Think about the iteration. Think about the the, the growth and, and the journey, right? The journey that yeah. you're on right now. Now you're going to be on an eight-acre eight compound that has farming, that has animals, that has a shop, that has uh, woodworking classes, that has all this other stuff. Dude, that's incredible to go from starting up at the bottom of a bottle trying to just decide I'm going to be sober and really not even know what direction where your wife almost left, all this other stuff went on all everything from top to bottom to where you are now, buddy, that's inspirational. And I know that I know at the, at, at any given time, you're like, Hey, listen, I'm, you know what? Uh, you're humble. You are a very humble guy, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I see what I see and I see somebody that inspires. And I think that that's amazing. It's one of the reasons why I have you on this podcast because it just goes to show, even if you're at the bottom and you're at the lowest and you're at the wherever you're at, like there's always there's always something out there. There is. Um, I've I've helped several people get started in their journey on sobriety. I'm not a sponsor. That's just not me. And uh, <laughs> Morgan's like, I meant to visit. Like, Morgan, we're not going to fight you. Morgan goes, I'm scared of your wife now. Listen, if I was going to if I was going to sick anybody on you to be my child, they're terrifying. Um, oh, I love it. So, but we, I don't sponsor people because sponsoring somebody takes a lot of dedication, right? Yeah. I don't have that time, and that would be unfair to somebody that I started to put that started to put faith in you me. You wouldn't be able to give them everything they needed, right? No, I, I wouldn't. But I'll get you where you need to be. Right. I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll get you where you need to be. And uh, oh, hey, that's Joe. Joe's got a board too. He does. He, he got does. that board from the uh, fundraiser. You he were doing. sure did. He uh, was so honored. And, and that was one of the everybody talked about that gift, man. Everybody talked about that donation, man. They were all talking about it. And I loved it, man. It was so good. That's awesome. You know, I, I used to be really bad at taking compliments. 
Like I hate it. I did too. I would always I'm be just, like, I'm just a guy, dude. Get out of here. You're like, dude, I'm awful. I'm horrible. Look at this guy. He's amazing. Like that's <laughs> that's me. Like check this guy out. He does great work. Uh, and then a friend of mine that I met a couple of years ago was like, you got to live in the moment because if somebody compliments you, they're taking time to compliment you. Yes. Uh, I think that person was you. That told me that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds so, familiar. It sounds yeah. very familiar. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, now we're starting to reap the rewards of the hard work the trials, the tribulations, the, the late night fights, the, all of it, the yelling, the screaming, my wife and I don't fight a lot. We fight really fast. Right. Like we're like, okay, let's go get ice cream. Right. That's it. We're the same. Oh, dude, we're the same way, man. Same way. You got to get it off your chest. We got to talk about it. Let it out. Do what you got to do. Okay. Now let's go check a movie out. Let's go. Let's go get some ice cream. Do something. man. (laughs) So now is the time to take care of me. Yeah. Right. I've taken care of everybody. I've, I've spent, yes. Words of Shano, liquid velvet voice, um, (laughs) like velvet, uh, I have from drinking real heavy. I had a pretty big scare a little while back, uh, health wise. Um, <laughs> nice. I love reading these comments. They're making me happy. Um, <laughs> but from drinking real heavy, I've always been a very slender dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I've always been around like 170. I'm 6'4. That's skinny. Right. But I became pregnant literally my stomach looked like i swallowed a basketball because it was so distended from drinking was it liver liver? nope we'll get to the fun part because you're gonna laugh so be prepared i'm sorry don't if you if you're gonna drink anything don't do that right now because you're gonna spit it out (laughs) Um, so i was at the market i set up and all of a sudden i just couldn't move it hurt so bad i couldn't my back my front right all in this general area they thought i had a hernia right Mm. A couple of days prior, I had leaned down and like literally this alien comes out and looks around. It's like, mm-hmm. um, so I went to urgent care. They're like, you know, it's a, it's a hernia. You're going to have to have surgery. I was like, great. I'll deal with it. So I went to the market and worked because, you know, I'm an idiot. That's what you do. That's yeah. what you do. You get told you have a hernia and you got to have surgery. Go to the market. Let's go to the market and work. Why not? Make some money. Um. I hurt so bad I was in tears. Mm. So the market is like a family, like four other vendors helped me break down in like 10 minutes and I was out. Yeah. So we went to see the general surgeon and he literally laughed at my face. <laughs> he says, well, um, you don't have a hernia. I could have diagnosed it over the phone. Uh, it probably hurt like heck, but you're, uh, you've got a pregnant woman disease. So like, what? What? diastasis recti diastasis recti for those of y'all that don't know is abdominal separation so your muscles here separated this ligament was so stretched because i was so distended and like my belly was so huge that i've been going to see a trainer at a gym this little hole in the wall gym that i love i've lost 20 pounds since march Mm. But that ligament's not going to go back to its normal size. So when I bend over, it sticks out. What? And it popped my muscles apart. Woo! 
So that's fun. Was that recent? That was like two weeks ago. Oh, no, dude. Yeah, but we're fine now. Yeah. Uh, I watch my back. I'm, you know, I do stretches and stuff, but I'm taking care of myself. I'm going to the gym. Um, I'm growing what I want to do, like yeah. my socials. How do you feel? I like, feel amazing. Out of the pain, but now mentally, yeah. How am I? Yeah. I battle with depression. I battle with anxiety. Yep. I battle with irritability. Uh, my wife told me, you know, when I get my anxiety, it manifests in different people, different ways, right? Mine manifests as aggression. And mm. I have to be very cautious of that. It was always, and you know, this mental health with men, especially is a stigma. Like we don't talk about it. 100%. I lost a lot of friends when I quit drinking, but then I realized I didn't lose friends. I lost drinking buddies. Yes. Right. Yes. They weren't, they weren't friends cause they weren't there. I literally had a guy ask me, he's like, when do you think you'll start drinking again? Yep. Dude. Like really? Why would so, you ask that question? Yeah. So, you know, I, I've, I've got now with those, a couple of those clubhouse guys I talk to on a regular basis. Um, I hijacked a friendship in America. So I guess that's what you could say. Uh, it's a guy named Todd. Um, he's a, TL guitars. If you look it up on Instagram, he makes amazing handmade guitars. He makes them by hand and they're gorgeous. I just wrote it down. I want to go check them out. Oh yeah. It's cool. And you know, he had a wood shop near our house in America. I needed a a certain tool. And I was like, I'm gonna go ask him. I walk in, he's given a guitar lesson. He stops. He goes, can I help you? I said, my name's Garrett. I've got a wood shop. I heard you're a woodworker. We're going to be friends. That's literally what I said. Yeah. <laughs> he is what he is one of my best friends. That's right so now. cool, man. Like we went he moved back to Minnesota. We went up there to go hang out in February. Um, I talked to him, you know. Wait, I wait, tell wait. Him, Why would you go to Minnesota in February, man? Was it like oh, literally it's, 75 below zero? Like, it was a blizzard. They yeah. had like three feet of snow. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Uh, you know, I've got pictures of my wife that I want to like tattoo on me because they're so amazing. Um, we'll talk <laughs> about tattoos in a second. Yeah. I don't know how long you got me, but we could talk forever. You just told me. I'd say about another 15, 20 minutes, man. We should be good to go, man. Oh, yeah. We're good. Absolutely. Um, I tell my friends I love them, right? Because I've lost a lot of friends lately, and you don't know. I tell my male friends I love them. I make it uncomfortable, right? Right. I'll tell you. I'll be like, hey, I love you. Uh, no, I'm serious. Dude, what are you you, you saying? Like, I love you. I love you. Yes. I want. So, yeah, I actually, um, I actually talked to my doctor yesterday, telling him kind of where I was mentally and what was going on. And we did a little shifting and some medicine stuff and yeah. we'll see how it goes. Uh, Cause I want to be a better, my wife makes me want to be a better person. I love that. That's it. I love that. So I'm taking care of me. And one of the things I've been taking care of me is I'm doing things now that I've always wanted to do, but I was always scared to do. Like bucket list stuff. Like you, you just want to check it off the box. You just Let's want go. to check the box. Uh, I've got psoriasis. I've got that in check. I worked hard to keep my skin in check so that I can start doing stuff like this. Oh, look at that. Beautiful. So and it, I'm, I'm, I'm acting really surprised right now because I'm like this, but you sent me pictures of tattoos and I'm like, they're so amazing. I love the colors and everything. Yeah, so I've got a great artist. Her name's Jennifer Edge. Uh, she's here locally. She does amazing watercolor work. I love giving shout-outs to my friends. Uh, she's a, oh. 
I met her through her wife, who was another woodworker, kind of hobbyist woodworker that followed me on Instagram and I followed her back and she was a friend of mine told me that she thought that was cool. And so I like that. It feels weird for me. Yeah. Right. People are like, Oh dude, I follow you on Instagram. I've been following you for years. <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Like, I don't know what to say. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> um, Nobody ever really knows what to do with their no. hands. That's why I'm always like this. La 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 la. <laughs> so, so now I, you know, I like to talk to people used to, when I first started, people tell me, Oh, my grandfather was a woodworker, blah, blah. I'd be like, okay, you're not buying anything. Go away. Right. Why? Yeah. What if that, what if that was me? And I was telling somebody I just started in my sobriety. I just started woodworking. I talked to a guy and they told me to go away. Right. Right. Like, so I like to talk to those people. I like to talk to the young guys, especially. Well, the one thing that, that you just said a minute ago that stood out to me was you said that I, when I said, how are you feeling right now, right? After all this stuff like that. And you said, I still suffer from depression, anxiety, and the manifestation that happens afterwards with aggression and things like mm -hmm. that. So what do you find now that you use to be able to battle through some of that stuff? Like, like right now, like, so if you are in a, in a place where you're feeling depressed or down, is it strictly woodworking that pulls you out of it? Or is it like... No. Like what, what, what pulls you out of that now? What do you use to be able to really get involved to be able to say, I gotta, I gotta turn it around a little bit, or is it just time or like, what, like, where are you at now with that? I don't think there's any one thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I would sit here and try to give you the cookie cutter answer of, I try to focus on, you know, my wife and my happiness and my, my joys and all that. I don't know. Right. It's the moment, uh, you know, I have to consciously think, right? It's more conscious effort. It's work. It is work. It's work. You can't just take a pill and it's going to be okay. Correct. That's whether you're sober, not yeah. sober, not, you know, my wife could have a drink and be done. Like have one drink and go home. Right. I hate those people. I can't do that <laughs> ever. Right. I, I, get, I get so mad because like they have cool things now, like cool, flavorful things. And I'm like, mm -mm, nope. Right. Um, well, it's interesting, Garrett, because my, my wife was, like I said earlier, is also sober for 11 years or 12 years now. She's coming up in 12 years, but she had some issues where the liver started to fail and, and there was some other things or whatever. So we almost lost her. And then the doc told her you can't drink anymore. So she's like, okay, that's it. I'm, I, I don't need AA. I don't need anything. I, I, this is my decision. I'm doing it for my yeah. family. And that was it. Right. But one yeah. of the things that, that you just said a minute ago that really effed with our head was really bad. It effed with us so bad was is how many friends that we lost just because she was sober now. Like yeah. these are people that don't even know how to have a conversation with her because it was literally the, the her thing was she would drink and party and rage and get out there and be wild. And they were like, this is the girl that I know. And now they're like, oh, I'm going to have a conversation with you. And I'm actually going to like, like, what, what, what is this all about? I don't like this. They were out. We lost really good friends. Yes. And like you said a minute ago, you nobody you tells you about you. that. No, nobody tells you about that. That happen. was the, that was the hardest thing for me. It's um, insane. Yeah. My wife and I didn't go out of the house for almost a year. Right. Um, I didn't talk to, I, I went from, cause I, I bartended for over a decade in the same town in right. many different places. So I knew everybody. I went from hanging out with everybody to having like three friends. Right. It's just crazy. That's a, that's a huge thing. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I have my wife. My wife is my best friend. We did yeah. stuff. We had safety phrases. If we were out somewhere in my anxiety and I wanted, I didn't feel safe or comfortable, you know, in the early stages of sobriety, I'd look her dead in the face and say, Oh, don't we have to take Michaela in the morning? 
Right. That Michaela's my child. And she go, oh, yeah. And then, you know, that was our get out. Right. Nobody, nobody questioned that. Yeah, I can no be like, same thing. We were at a party. She gets a little, even to this day, even 11 years, 12 years, she, she, she has those moments where she's like, I'm not feeling comfortable right now. I'm just not feeling this. And I'm like, let's go. Let, like, you know what I mean? Like, you give me the look. I got the look. We're out. You know, just because I don't want to put her in that place because, you know, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable. Then she's always feeling bad for me. Like you could hang out with your friends and do what I'm like, I don't care. You, you, you were literally all that matters. So we're moving this out. We're going to move over. We'll, we'll go watch a movie. We'll go do something. You know what I mean? Or whatever, just to be able to step away. We have, we have family dinner every Sunday. Nice. The kids come over, you know, one kid lives with us. Uh, they're going blind. Um, so they don't drive. So gotcha. you know, they're going to be, so we're really nice to them because we realize they are going to take care of us one day. Right. So, you know, we're very nice. Um, <laughs> the chat, baby, you know, I, I'm nice right. to you now. You better be nice to me later, <laughs> right? Um, you know, my wife calls them their uh, their little broke best friend. Um, it's great. No, I love, I, I do, I, I adore my family. Sometimes, by the way, Joe, Joe, that comment that you just made a minute ago, I don't know if that means you're 22 years sober. If it does, congratulations and bravo, yes. brother. I'm proud I know of you. you lost a lot of friends too. If that's the case. We all feel you. And like like we just talked about, people don't realize that that's part of the equation. It's going to be part of the equation. When you make a life change, whether it's sobriety, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's working out, losing weight, whatever it is, there are a set of friends that you thought were in your circle that legitimately are no longer in your circle because you're not that guy that they thought you were or that girl you thought they thought you were. So it's kind of part of it. But you're healthier you're wiser, you're moving forward, you're growing, all those things. So uh, at the end of the day, it's well worth it. So that, um, you know, one of the things that I, uh, another person told me a long time ago, you know, yeah, you may, you're going to lose a lot of friends, but the friends you make from the day you get sober. Yeah. Actually, I'd say about a year past because that first year sucks. Right. You, you don't know what to do. You're still well, you trying to figure it out, man. You're like, I don't even know what's going on. Right but now. I've made, I've made a handful of friends since then, new friends. Cause it's hard to make friends when you're older. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not like, Hey, come over to my house, watch a movie. It's weird. <laughs> um, the friends I have now are solid. Like yeah. I could call any of them and be like, Hey, this just happened. I need you here. They'd be there. You know why that is? Because they accept you for you. Yeah. They know you as a person and they like the person that you are. Not the image, not the not the crazy, not the drunks, not anything. Like literally at the end of the right. day, they love you for you, man. And they're in it with you. And, and th that makes those solid friends even more solid than anybody. Because you're like, all right, man, you accept me for who I am. Let's just move forward and do this kind of thing. I love that fact. I do. Because I have some really good friends from that too. Uh, I guess last thing, because we're getting close. Um it's one of the, the things you have to watch out for anybody that's going through sobriety. I, I, I want you to listen to this and listen to this hard. Do not let people judge you for who you are becoming. They will hold on to the old you as much as they can. And so they will give you the most grief Yep. because they're still trying to hold on to that old you. Mm -hmm. Find the people that love what you're becoming and hold on to those people tight. Ooh, say uh, that say that again for the people in the back for me one more time. What would you just say? Find the people that love you for you. 
yep. or who, find the people that love who you're trying to become. That's it. Boom. The the people that give you the biggest cheers when you're trying to become something. Those are the people you hold on to. Yep. I love right? that. That you know, even other woodworkers that at the market, there's cutting board guys that come in and there's one I we didn't get along because he likes to copy style. Another guy comes in and he's like, hey, I went through your entire Instagram profile and made sure I wasn't copying anything you were doing. He and yeah. I are still friends, right? Yeah. Those are the people that push you and want you to be better and cheer for you when you're better and there for you when you're struggling are the people that you hold on to. You know, it, yeah. I love that so much. I just had a conversation about this, Garrett. Today, as a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody about their circle of friends. And I said to them, I said, listen, because they're trying to lose weight. They're, 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 they're heavier in, in, you know, weight wise and things like that. And they're, they've been through diets. They've been through all this stuff over and over again. So I told them, I said, if you ask the people that are around you, the people that you consider to be those close friends, those, 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 that inner circle, you make the comment of, Hey, I'm starting to diet. I want to be able to get healthier. I want to be there. You'll see one of two people. One person will be, hell yeah, let's do this. I got this with you. Let's go together. Let's do what we got to do. I got your back. Whatever you need, call me anytime I got you. And you got the other side that's like, yeah, you tried this before. Uh, you know, you failed in the past. Uh, I know you for years. You're just going to fall off the wet or whatever they do, whether they think they're giving you tough love or not, it doesn't matter. You need to move those people out of that circle, that, 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 that tight circle that you have and surround yourself with people. They don't all have to be positive patties, but they got to be people that lift you up and inspire you and pull you forward. Forward, just like you said a second ago where you got people that are like cheering you on and saying let's go and this is amazing you got to find those folks and it's hard to sometimes because you got a lot of family and friends that that that, that aren't necessarily in family's that- the hardest dude yes families they because they're the ones that put you put through the most as a, as a drunk right? right um to this day if i'm having a real bad day you know my mom and i've talked about this quite a bit recently because i've really opened up and we talked more um i was having a real bad day she's like you're not going to drink are you i'm almost eight years sober but that's what they know correct right so i can't judge them for that i just tell them no i'm good right Right. um that's a you thing almost it's a you thing like that you think that way right at this point yeah yeah You, you know what my focus is right now my wife's happiness yep i spoil my wife rotten and she will tell you she is horrible. <laughs> um, she'll she, we make jokes of she is a sit down asker. As soon as I sit down, she's like, "Hey, can you get me?" <laughs> hey, while you're up, oh yeah. come on! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I do that stuff every day of the week. Yeah, and I, I may give her flack about it, which I do, and um, but I love it because she was there for me. Yeah, man. Listen, they, here's the thing, right? So I, I, as we as we close this up here, guys, listen, I, I know Morgan just said, ha I like her. I like her. She said, <laughs> so yeah. here's the thing, guys, right? So I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring Garrett in here on this podcast. We talked about for a while about, you know, interviewing and just kind of, you know, jamming out a little bit. But as you could see, I mean, literally, when you think about it, at the end of the day, all of the stuff that this guy's been through from soup to nuts, all the way beginning to end, A to Z, and there's no end because the guy's still going and he's still making impacts and he's still doing whatever. But to see the growth and the journey 
of where he's been to hit rock bottom, to pick themselves back up, start the upward trend, and then also hit that bump in the road, whether it's a tornado or whether it's wiping stuff out, because we're all going to hit a bump in the road. How do you overcome that and get to the next phase of wherever it is that you got to go? Legitimately, I wanted to bring him in here because of that reason. He's an inspiration when you really think about it. He may not think that way. I think that way. And I think all my listeners and the people that are watching this will think that way about this gentleman. Because at the end of the day, you can overcome anything that's thrown your way. You just got to be focused and you got to keep on moving things forward and be patient with yourself. Forgive yourself a little bit as you're moving things forward because you can really get to that sunshine at the end of your road if you really, really, you know, if you put your mind to it and you really, really focus on it. So, Garrett, I appreciate you coming in on this podcast and this video. I appreciate you being here. The crowd was great tonight. I mean, we had all kinds of people commenting and everything. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, As we as we close out, do you care if I plug some things? Oh, please do, man. I was going to say, if you got anything you want people to go to or anything you want to plug, go for it, brother. So down at the bottom in this, if y'all are watching here, you'll see website found. Website's not found. So here's the thing about the website. It's built. Yep. I am so busy right now that I'm terrified. I can't turn it on. I'm not going to turn it on and not give people the best of my ability. Yep. Right. So Linktree, you're going to find a lot of things. The Linktree, you're going to find my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook. You're also going to find a link to Brunt, these guys right here. So this company started about five years ago out of a dude's garage, right? Uh, They make boots, workwear, pants, stuff. I absolutely love it. Um, I'm not just plugging them because I I actually met them and they're great people. Um, They filmed a TV commercial about me. Did I say that? No, man, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it, it was like a little blurb. My my niece called me. She's like, I just saw you on TV. Uh, so, but yeah, so there's a code there, CWWood10. Uh, that'll get you $10 off any order over 60 bucks. Right? Any order over 60 bucks. It's it's CWWood10. So CW uh, Wood, Wood, all- CWWood10, the number 10, okay. one zero. Uh, but that's in that link tree. You'll find that there. You'll also find links to different companies I work with. Um, Instagram's the best place to watch, but we're about to jump on TikTok huge. Uh, I I do TikTok a little bit. There's that code right there, CWWood10. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump back on TikTok a lot. We've started, you know, trying to post every day. It's it's difficult for me. I don't I don't have that mindset yet. I want yeah. to, but I'm it's a it's a thing you know that there's a guy there's a guy named mill Webb, if you get a chance i used to i used to watch him uh he does he works in a paper company so he does all the, he puts a camera above him and he does all these packaging stuff and folding and he makes all these posters or whatever and he's got over a million followers the guy like all kinds of different stuff and we talk all the time and he tells me i don't know why people follow me but they love watching the process of the things that i do if i'm packaging things if i'm boxing things if i'm doing paperwork or whatever and i know i talked to you about it a little while back where i was like mm-hmm. You need to like set up a camera that's just stationary. You're not even bothered by it. You're literally, if you go live, you flip the switch and you're doing a board and you're putting things together and you're planning and you're sanding. Dude, I think people would love to see something like that. I, I know I would. I'd be like you know, that ASMR thing again. Oh, look how look how smooth that is. This is nice, you know. But I think that there's a there's a there's a market for that for you. Well, that's what you know, that's we want to do that. Yeah. And whatever I can do to help the somebody getting into it the you know the little things what tools i have um 
a li- another thing on my link tree is my Amazon storefront. I basically put most everything I use in that storefront. Um, show me the process. Yeah, the it's so fun. We've got it ironed out now to where it's it's a greased wheel um, with the process. But yeah, so you can find that there. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best place to contact me right now. Uh, very, I'm very receptive. Uh, I answer pretty quick. Um, you'll see a lot of that on Instagram. That's the big one. The website, my goal for the website, and I want you all to hold me accountable, send me messages, whatever you want to do. I love accountability because I get, you know, like this. Right. Um, you get to be the ping pong ball, ping pong, right? Oil right. Light. <laughs> and so, um, I'd like to have it launched right after probably uh, the end of September. And what we're going to do is some accountability come from Morgan. You can already see, I see that. I see that. Bets. <laughs> but, um, what we're going to do is we're not going to be like a normal store. There's not going to be constant inventory because all of my stuff is custom custom boards. Yeah. All of it is one-offs. We're going to do drops. And we're going to promote drops. And then all of a sudden, we're going to drop 20 boards. Right? And then once those are gone, be probably another two weeks, we'll drop 20 more. Yeah. We'll have a gallery so that you can see stuff. And this is what we get a lot of our custom work. I don't do a lot of like fully custom. I make what I want and I sell it. Right. I may not like what I make. Right. (laughs) But I stopped doing that a long time ago. I just make what's there, what looks visually appealing. Yeah. And it's, somebody likes it. It's we've been blessed that way. But, um, yeah. So that's we're gonna have a gallery, so you can say, "Hey, I like this, but could you do this?" Yeah. People send me pictures of their ki- send me a picture of your kitchen. Right. I'll either match it or accent it. I love it. I love right. that. And I love the fact that you've kept the original stamp, dude. Like that. Yeah, that that'll never change. That threw me off a little bit because I was like, "Wait a minute, that is true. It's not like the new logo. It's not like it's literally." I love the reason why as well. And that's amazing to me. I love that so much. Traditional Maybe. wedding gifts your first year wood. Yeah, she, got me a, she got me a accountability squad activated. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so the first traditional gift is wood. She got the brand because I worked with wood. Not knowing. Um, <laughs> there you go, Morgan. Come on. Um you know, I never thought I'd say I'm three weeks out on custom work right? before I can even start on it. Yep. And people still want to talk to me. It's cool. I love it, man. Um, All right. Well, listen, man. Thank I, you. I, thank I you like brother, so man. much. Seriously. Yeah. Like we've been talking for a long time. This has been long overdue. Mm-hmm. And I really do just do appreciate your story. And I also from from me to you. I really, I really appreciate your support you always give me. Every once in a while, I'll get a little bit of a text message because, you know, as I was going through the muck a little bit there, and he, I yeah. just a little bit of a, hey, just thinking about you or whatever else. It just matters when you can reach out to people and just connect a little bit like that. So I appreciate you, brother. And one day we're going to sit down and not have beers, but we'll have like a cup of coffee together and we'll just do whatever. I don't even care what we'll do, man. We'll just chill out and hang out and whatever else because I love Tennessee and maybe I'm going to make a trip down there to come and see you. But hey, I you, could be the, you could be the first guest. Yeah, I love it, man. But I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being on with me. And uh, everybody yeah, here has all been saying a really I'm gonna go through the comments real quick with you. Uh great job, uh, great job, Shano and Garrett. Thanks. Loved hearing from both of you. 
I got uh, this has been amazing from Morgan and then uh, Sabrina. Thank you both. This was great, man. So, all right, guys. Well, much love to all of you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast on the audio format and on the video format and hanging out with us. I got a couple more interviews coming up uh, next week and the week after. Little Bricks Charities coming up. Go ahead, bud. What's up? Last thing. Yeah. Remember your track record for getting through bad days is 100%. Right. Yes. So. It's the truth, my man. It's the truth. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate you. Everything you're doing, your whole vibe. Love it. Um, now I get to go act like a, a giddy little school kid because this was so much fun. <laughs> but All right. I appreciate man. it. Thank I you, sir. Appreciate you. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.